Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. (laughs) Sponsored by Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to EastonRoofing.com for more. Hour number two of the program begins right now. Petro Seabolt Marshall. We're joined by Danny Klingsky. A little Danny Unleashed brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his great team. Absolutely the best around. Uh, no, um, uh, if you need a uh, someone to look at your roof, uh, have them get up there today. Uh, well, probably not today. It's a little late in the day to say get up there today. But uh, give them a call. Then get up there and give you a free inspection, free estimate. I will tell you that, unfortunately, in their industry, like every other industry, uh, material costs are going up. Now, I will tell you also, uh, the good news is Joe Spiker uh, went out and secured as many materials as possible. So while rates are headed up very soon for most people, he's going to be able to hang on for a little while longer. But if you've had a repair or you need a, a new roof, you know what's coming, you're thinking, hey, it might have to happen in the next year or two, uh, the time to go is now. You need to call Joe Spiker and Easton Roofing uh, right now. Uh, go to EastonRoofing.com because uh, those supply chain problems, the uh, material issues are going to drive the prices up. Joe says, hey, we've grabbed as much as we can, so you're good here for a little while, uh, maybe at least the uh, middle of next month. Uh, after that, the increases are going to come. So call 913-257-5426. If you've been putting it off, don't do it anymore. Find them online at eastonroofing.com, uh, 913-257-5426. Uh, commercial, residential, gutters, insulation. Yes, they handle it all, uh, educating you about every possible solution. Uh, I know because I thought I was headed to do a re-roof. I uh, didn't need it, just needed some repairs. Uh, call Joe and his great team right now at 913-257-5426. See him online at eastonroofing.com. Danny, how are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Good to have the nice warm temperatures, it seems like, in this part of the world. However, if you get warm days in the spring, it's accompanied by a Hurricane, which it is today, so uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's fine. I'll take the I'll take the warm weather and a and a a light breeze, if that's what you want to call it out there. You probably can hear it with the door open here. So uh, anyway, yeah, I am yeah. just fine. I'm just fine. It beats uh, it, it beats 48 and crappy, which we've seen way too much of so far in the quote unquote spring we've had for almost a, for more than a month now. Well, a month and a, a month and a day. Settle down. More than a month. Oh my God! <laughs> Trudging through a whole mo- more than a month. A month what? and a day. You know, spring really um, should start uh, on April twenty first, not not March twenty first. It seems like, as far as the way the weather works, and you know, summer around here can almost sort of last till in October. So 
I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think there's any rules as far as the climate is concerned anymore and anywhere. So nice, yeah. just nice to have a warm day. That's all. Okay, there it is. Appreciate that. Uh, did you like what you heard at all from uh, Brett Veach? Do you have a, a dream scenario for you as far as uh, what you want to see the uh, Kansas City Chiefs doing, uh, at least at the top of the draft? I thought he, for him he was relatively guarded. I didn't hear all of it, but I heard enough to get a feel, I think. And, yeah, I, I think I've said before my dream scenario is more based on uh, – multiple edge rushers and i think you've said that too and i think that's something that you know if there's a the chiefs don't you know every team in in the nfl has weaknesses but the chiefs don't have a glaring weakness per se but if you're going to try and pick one then it's certainly pressuring the quarterback it's been an issue for a long time now and even if they put resources into it only sporadically has that been something that has been you know, part of the part of the deal, and it's one of besides it's besides quarterback pressuring the quarterback is probably the most important thing in NFL football now. I I, I agree. Um, you know, I, listen, I, I think that is their number one priority is to get somebody to get after the quarterback. But I think it needs to be pointed out that they've got many needs that this team has been mm-hmm. built uh, over the last couple of years on, uh, you know, stars and jags, and even some of the, the guys that they invested, you know, and, and you can't have just a bunch of jags and a few stars. I mean, it's, it's stars and jag-like investments. And so some of the guys they've invested in uh, as jags, like like uh, Traverius Ward, who played well above being just a guy, uh, is are now gone because, you know, they've now priced themselves out of being able to, you know, they're, they're now due more than – jag compensation and so that's where they you know you find them now everybody wants them to move up and everyone i keep hearing everyone say well they can't make 12 picks and they might not i mean the history of Brad beach is that he'll trade up once twice maybe multiple times uh but i, I really bristle when people are like 12 they, they 12 guys can't make this roster that's three years ago's line because if you're making that statement now you're not looking at the roster because I, I will ask you, Danny, don't look at the roster, right? Do you have it open? I have not. I do not have the roster open. Okay. Tell me, uh, who is Jermaine Carter? Uh, he's a backup singer for a, a okay. uh, <laughs> rhythm and like blues it. band. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. I like that. Uh, tell me, who is Luke Barku? Uh, he's the U.S. ambassador to Finland. Okay. Who is Dion Bush? He's uh, a former NFL player. Brandon Dandridge. Uh, the son of Bob Dandridge, former Milwaukee great, and now in the, in the Chi League. Um, every one of those guys I named is listed as a second stringer on defense. There you go. I mean, this, this, this is these are your second stringers on defense. Josh Kando, Tershawn Wharton. Taylor Stallworth, Jonathan Woodward, Elijah Lee, Jermaine Carter, Luke Barku, Zane Anderson, Dion Bush, Brandon Dandridge, and DiCaprio Boodle. He's got to make the team. <laughs> man has so, to. Man well, has to make the team. Just just because of the name. Oh, just because of the name. Yeah. Right. You've got to have DiCaprio Boodle on your team. Listen. But my point of this is that 
it's not that the Chiefs have done anything wrong. They committed to keeping all the stars, and they've had to watch Charveris Ward go. Ty- Tyron Matthew thinks he can get more than they were offering. They're having to watch him go. I mean, this is what happens. Like, th- this is where you're at. This shouldn't be a shock to everybody. And, and if, if you only if, – say you don't think they need 12 guys. Say your number is eight. I don't know you... how it could be when <clears throat> I right. just gave you 11 – the 11 yeah. backups, and you could – first of all, you could name four of them. Is there four of them? I think people would name Josh Kando, who yeah. did nothing last year as a fourth-rounder. Tershawn Wharton plays a little bit. Right. Um, Zane Anderson – they know his name for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. and that's really it. Yeah. Well, I'm not disputing your, your point. So e- even if you're the person who would dispute that and say, they really only need eight. Well, how? what's a better way to get eight impactful players than to have 12 picks? I mean, aren't you um, have a much right. better chance of getting those eight players if you've got four that don't have yeah, to I mean, hit? Yeah, there is a caveat here, too, because four of those picks are in the seventh round, and I've said it before, I'll, you know, it's it's only seven rounds now, and these are inexpensive players in a young man's, in an increasingly young man's sport, and so you just don't toss the, those off, but still, that, that creates less of an opportunity, and having the four sevenths, if you have them all, then maybe you have a better chance of of having a productive seventh round pick or two, if you get four mm-hmm. stabs at it. Yeah, I mean, I listen. One of the reasons why I've done some of the mock simulations where I trade down and get extra picks is to draft three or four defensive ends, three or four corners. It's like, well, you can't keep four. Well, yeah, but you don't corner. Everybody can bust, so throw numbers at it, right? Draft as many of them as you can at the position. And if they're corners, every corner nowadays is a corner safety hybrid. I mean, have you noticed? Like, you got to get down to the Houston corner, uh, who's projected in the second or third round. Let me let me uh, bring up his name here. Uh, you got to get down to him before you get to any corner that's not between five eleven and six two, and between one hundred and ninety and two hundred and five pounds. Like, they're all looking for the exact Marcus Jones, same guys. Yes, and that's because he's a kick returner. Mm-hmm. Return like four kicks for touchdowns, but I mean, here are the corners: uh, Derek Sting, uh, Stingley Jr., six foot one ninety; uh, uh, Sauce Gardner, six three one ninety; uh, Trent McDuffie, five eleven one ninety three; Andrew Booth, six foot one ninety four; Kyer Elam, six two one ninety one; Jalen Petrie, five eleven one ninety eight; Daxton Hill, six foot one ninety one. I mean, they're all the same guy, you know. And so, you know, I, I to me like. Throw a bunch of numbers at those guys and and solve the issue and know that you've got – because I will tell you one thing. Eric Eager said this. I think it's a, it's, it was a great point because Chris Ballard, I think, has done a fine job. Not spectacular, but a fine job. And he certainly got screwed losing Andrew Luck before he ever, you know, got a chance to really start building the team around him. Now, that's what he thought he was getting when he took that job. But he's done a fine job of finding some really good players, mostly at the positions that are not the biggest impact. Best running back in the league? Check. But who would you rather have? The impact wideout or the impact running back? Based upon how they are drafted and paid today, the wideout is significantly more important. Uh, He's been through three quarterbacks already. Uh, Best guard in the league? Check. They got him. I mean, but can't find a left tackle. They they get what's left of Eric Fisher playing there last year. Uh, Find a, a great coverage linebacker? Darius Leonard. Check. Got him. But what really pays the bills? Guys that sack the quarterback and guys that cover the number one wideout, 
right? Like he leads the league in in getting the great players at the positions that are of the least impact. And so, like, if you've got a need at impact positions, which edge and corner are, throw numbers at it. If you can't pick top five, throw numbers at it. I can't disagree with that, and something just popped into my head that I'd like to run by you two guys. All the cornerbacks are always small compared to the wide receivers. Why doesn't somebody find a really fast some really fast wide receivers who can't catch the ball and turn them into cornerbacks. So they're, the, the, so they're well, the right size to cover the guys that they're supposed to cover. Well, not all the wide The wideouts have kind of shrunk a little over the years of late. I mean, Jahan Dotson, 5'10". Like, let's, yeah, let's they, see, they, still... they have some, but still, generally, we're talking yes. about an, a size advantage. And, and most corners are right there at, you know, like you said, five eleven to six, and six one's considered like a giant. Um, they're all five. I mean, uh, Nick Saban won't recruit a guy under five eleven at corner, and I don't think that you know that's what made Marcus Peters kind of a surprise pick because I don't think uh, the Chiefs really want anybody under five eleven either. I think they operate by the same thing. But to your point, Jamison Williams six one, Drake London six four, Garrett Wilson six foot, Chris Olave six foot. Sky Moore, 5'10", George Pickens, 6'3", Traylon Burke, 6'2", Jalen Tolbert, 6'1". There are some big ones. I mean, the reason is it's the hip turn. Right. Sure. And I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's not. quote, unquote, uh, you flip have the to, hips. Yeah, you've, you've got to be, quote, unquote, a better athlete to cover somebody because they know where they're going. Yeah. It, there's a little bit more of the shortstop, like why there aren't, although the Pirates are going to unleash a 6'6 or 6'7 shortstop. It looks like here uh, before long. Yeah, oh, no. uh, yeah. but um, the, um, you know, it's kind of the shortstop. Like, you, you've got to be more nimble. You know, you're more of an acrobat than you are, you know, uh, the guy at the bottom of the pyramid holding everybody up. I mean, you know, but it, it's, listen, I, I think that, you know, as they head into this draft, everybody wants to get a read from what Brett Beach is saying, that this is the guy they're going to take. And I can tell you from having had conversations with every general manager that's GM this team, going back to Carl Peterson uh, and personnel directors, that they don't – at 29 or 30, he has no idea who he's going to get. Right. He has an idea who well, it's kind lots of, a, of the teams – Okay. Who lots of the teams are going to take, but he's not sitting there going, yeah, this is my guy, don't tell anyone, because he'll be there for us and I'm going to pick him. Right. It, I mean, that would, it, it's just silly. It, you'd, you'd be disappointed 15 drafts out of 16 if you're sitting there with that many picks in front of you. I mean, people, people routinely, teams routinely pick guys that are considered incredible reaches. So, I mean, I guess that's good for you, but... Uh, yeah, to think that everybody's going to be there. Because then also, at certain positions, if if a run starts, as we know, then you might end up with a certain position overplucked. And that's when you're overplucked. Can I, can I put that on your tombstone, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Here lies Danny Klinkscale. Overplucked. You're overplucked. You're yes. overplucked. Uh, I like it. I just I like, like when I said overplucked, so I wanted to say it twice. Um, yeah, so what is your dream scenario with 29 and 30? Uh, I don't have individuals, but I, I think that... that I, no, no, of course, that would take effort. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, it would. It would take I'm effort. Just, it would take more I'm draft effort than I'm willing to expend. Uh, I'll say that. I, I think it, I, I, I would. I might take two edge rushers there. Your two favorite edge rushers that are left, because I think that wide receivers can be gotten later and i think that we've seen edge rushers are generally up higher and if you're going to get it that's not even prime spot but pick two of them but don't fall into the well one guy will pick that we know is solid and one guy's you know we'll take a flyer because he's got great upside don't do don't do that i talked about that last week i hate that when they have back-to-back picks and you think of one of them as a luxury take the two edge rushers that you have highest on your board that's what i do if they had both picks no, I agree with that. I mean, you traded away Tyreek Hill, right? That's not nothing. Like, the, the way you make it work is by making astute signings at wide receiver and then using the resources to have more good players that makes the collective better than he was as an individual. Right. And not if you, to, like, if you let's have, play grab ass and, and hope. And if you have confidence in yourself, then you would be saying that the, the couple of assets that we have already added to our receiver core they're supposed to be good otherwise you wouldn't have bothered so i would say absolutely edge rushers right there yeah i and i i think um you know for me uh if they went edge rusher edge rusher uh, i would be thrilled i would consider yes. it to have been a banner but, day but i will also say that if i in the next week have a dream where edge rushers are in it, I will consider that dream a, a waste of time. <laughs> I'd certainly rather dream about something else than edge rushers. Um, I want to, uh, I'll give you, so I'll, I'll give you your pick and what I think is a potential, like like what, what it is you're looking for. I'll give the, the draft nerds out there uh, two names that I think would be, if that scenario played out, two names that would go the way of the Chiefs. Uh, far, that, far I'll, I'll better just, for say, you. Far better for you to do that than me. I think what's happening to the edge rushers is what ha- has already happened with left tackles and quarterbacks, and that is as they've become more popular and more crucial, uh, you, you started to see them go more. You, you don't get left ta- great le- uh, quarterbacks at the bottom of the first round generally anymore. I think the same thing is happening with edge rushers. If you want to get – or, or second, third, and fourth, if you want to get a good one, you better get one up high. Or if you want a guy that – don't, They don't fall down the list yeah. anymore. For the, if you want a guy that's not going to fail at corner, edge, left tackle, or quarterback, they're going to go in the first 10 yes. picks. I mean, that's that's. I think there's still plenty of volatility in the wide receiver. I agree with what Danny said about wideouts. I think you could take a guy because I mean, you. I, I read. I read off the Chiefs' wideouts. Mm-hmm. Like their six best draft picks, only one of them is a first round pick. Yeah. Right. And you go through and look at drafts and like just pull up every draft's wide receiver. Which one was the best one? And it's more likely that it wasn't a first rounder than it was. And so we went through the 29th and 30th pick for wide receivers. And it, it's not as – the best is Reggie Wayne. But there's lots of guys you're like, who the hell is that, mm-hmm. right, for that slot. But to the Dream Danny scenario, uh, I would say Arnold Ebikite, uh defensive end from Penn State. I like who, him a lot. Who looks like he shot out of a cannon. And Boye Mafe uh, from Minnesota would be the dream scenario. Pop both of those guys with the idea of being able to rotate your defensive ends – and to be able to be done with Frank Clark next year. That would yeah. be a dream scenario. Epikite 6-3, and you said off the line very much. And and the other thing about Epikite, I've seen him listed at 6-2, mm. um, which is shorter than I think Brett Beach would like. He likes those 6-4, 6-5, 6-6 guys. 
but he, he does have 34-plus 34, 34 arms, so it means he's going to be able to get the arms in the air, and he is shot out of a cannon, and I think there's room to grow uh, there for him. I, I think, you know, his best football lies in front of him. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's been played yet. So uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, didn't grow up around the game. What was he 12 years old when he moved to Maryland from Cameroon? I think it was the uh, story I was reading the other day. So to me, that, that's a guy that's you know, hasn't been around the game since he was four. Uh, he's, he's got a better chance to, uh, to have a lot more football on the other side. Uh, we'll talk more with Danny Kleekscale. Danny Unleashed, brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his great team have got you covered. Uh, there are price increases that are coming. I'm not trying to scare anyone here, but uh, I was talking to Joe the other night, and he was talking about just the – you know, supply of materials, uh, he bought as much as he could, so you're probably pretty good into the middle of uh, next month. But if you've been putting off a repair or a new roof, the time to get that done is right now. Call Joe Spiker and his great team at Easton Roofing at 913-257-5426. See him online at Easton. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Hey, everybody. Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. For almost 10 years, we've been a locally owned and operated family business. At Easton, we work on every job with one thing in mind, integrity matters. I grew up in central Kansas, was raised on the values of respecting hard work. We run our company every day on that value set. At Easton, we always make decisions based on the ethical, right thing for the customer. That's what integrity means to us. So if you have any questions about your roof, give me and my team a call, 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. All right, the good sense, end of the hour answer. Eight years ago today, Albert Pujols hit number 500. Who's the only player to hit number 500 off a future Hall of Famer? They did it in 1967. I'll even give you the pitcher's name. The pitcher was Juan Marichal. Pitcher was Juan Marichal. 1967. 500 homer. Yep. 67. Well, I was, Mays. Yeah, it popped into my head, but Juan Marichal never pitched nope. for anybody but the Giants. I'll give oh. you an odd, uh, odd stat. He did not hit it for the team for which he is most remembered. He hit it for the Houston Astros. Uh, oh. Joe Morgan. No, no he didn't. He, didn't. Uh, uh, he hit it for the Astros? I didn't know. It was his first year with the Astros at the end of his career. Eddie Matthews. Oh, wow. wow. I had I had not known that Eddie Matthews. I didn't remember he Astro. played for the Astros, so... Wow. Uh, in their, what, third year of ex- or fourth year of existence, something like that? Uh, we were playing for a little Good, good sense. sense there. You can get that on your way home tonight. Go to GoodSenseSubs.com, put your order in. You know, they slice the uh, meats and cheeses right in front of you. Right in front of you, Danny. Uh, they bake the bread fresh twice each day. Did you know that? I did. I've heard you say that before. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically a better sandwich is what we're talking about here. Uh, you can put your order in at GoodSenseSubs.com. Even save uh, your family's orders. I've got each member of my family saved at GoodSenseSubs.com and on the app. Uh, or just save the whole order as the whole family. You know, that's how it is. I, I, I can't tell you that I've saved, like, me and the youngest daughter, me and the oldest daughter. You know, I haven't done that, but I could. I could do it if I wanted to. Yeah. You know, because that's the kind of app it is. At GoodSenseSubs.com, go check it out. Uh, Put your order in tonight. You pick the time, pick it up whenever you want. You put the order in now and go pick it up at like 6 o'clock on your way home. That is GoodSense, founded right here in Lenexa, Kansas, locally owned and operated. From the Loyalty Club, 10% back, you can't beat it. So make sure just take a 30 seconds and sign up for that Loyalty Club. You'll thank me later, as many, many people have. Danny Klinkskill is with us, brought to you by Easton Roofing. 
Uh, Danny, uh, I want to get this in now because I don't want to uh, just end up throwing it in. Billy Donlin is not the head coach of the UMKC mm-hmm. Kangaroos. I think this is a travesty. Yeah, I think it's a shame, but I think uh, I have, you know, and I haven't heard him speak at any length or haven't heard any details. I think it's a reflection of the difficulty in a current landscape, and Jed and I were just talking about it, and he made some points on the other side, but I think being a low-mid-major in an NIL world and a transfer, more NIL than transfer portal, but transfer portal certainly combined with that, is just a difficult deal. And what is the best way you're going to, as a UMKC or a team like that in the past, is to find some diamonds in the rough, keep them for four years. When they're juniors and seniors, you got yourself a squad. Well, if somebody becomes an all-conference player for you as a sophomore, he's leaving. Um, period. And... Yeah. I think that, you know, and then you make a lot, I'm sure you make a lot of money, probably not at quite as much even at UMKC as you, as you would at UMKC, but as a lead assistant at a Power 5 conference, I'm sure the money's just fine. And I think it's, I think it, the landscape's just difficult. Now, Jed pointed out that there are going to be some people who fall back down the tree from places from, but you're not going to get the kind of NIL returns at a place like, UMKC that you can. I, I think eventually, it, I think you're right. The movement is going to be there, right? The, like it's never been before. But the, you know, the NIL part of the equation, it'll all sort itself out. Like, you know, I think we're going through the first couple of years where it's mass chaos, but it's, it's there, there'll be some order to it and people get in the rhythm of it. I'm going to tell you that I, 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 listen, I don't know what's going on. I assume the man had signed a, a multi-year contract extension. He Maybe did. he did. He did. And now they're. Okay. I'm looking at a thing right now. UMKC coach Billy Donlin signed six-year contract. When? when? I think when that hired? may have been when he was hired. But, yeah, it was when he was hired. But six well, six I, years, I, and he's been I, there three. I think what he did in his first three years warranted a new contract. Right. And, and a raise. And I think he clearly didn't get it. I don't think the man – listen, I don't think he's been a head coach twice because what he really wants is to make a few more bucks being an assistant coach. I think the man wants to be a head coach. Like I, I, you know, you're you're right. He may be able to make more money as an assistant coach, but I think he wants to lead his own program. And, you know, I I I think he, and now were his demands exorbitant? I mean, I don't know. I you know did did they say no? Not one dollar, not one penny more. Will we give you? I don't know. Was there even a discussion? I really don't know. But I'm I'm going to tell you this. I've talked to Billy Donlin on a number of occasions. Mm-hmm. I've listened to Billy Donlin on with the morning show. I haven't heard a more reasonable, mm-hmm. thoughtful guy uh, in a long time. And and Rick Zavosik, I'll go all the way back to Coach Z. Rick Zavosik should have never been run off from this university. It's not the AD that hired uh, Billy Donlin. I, I, I think that somebody, like the, a president or whoever the major benefactors are of UMKC, needs to get their head out. And needs to, you know, every time they get a good coach, they run them off. Like, either stop playing basketball, or at least when you finally get someone good, quit running them off. Like, they better land somebody who's really good. Because they were headed absolutely in the right direction. I totally agree with that, and I think part of it might be also that he, because he, he sees it as difficult, he probably th- has 
thinks he's done yeoman work so far, and I think he has to build the program to where it was. They finished third this year. Uh, they won a postseason tournament game. Uh, so maybe he thinks that the best path now to a better head coaching job is to be a lead assistant again. I don't know. At a place like Clemson, because before yeah. he wasn't at a place like Clemson as an assistant, but he was a head coach and a pretty darn successful one. He That was a bad firing, too, in his first head coaching job. So, yeah, I can see the contract aspect. He's three years in. His season did warrant probably a restructuring of his contract. I didn't hear anything about that. Maybe we'll get some details over the next you know, few days or whatever, but by then he's probably, you know, it's going to be somebody else's news, not the ruse, and that's a shame. Yeah, I think, you know, you had a guy who was, I mean, how many coaches go on radio shows every week? Right. and, and that, that they are paid lucratively yeah, no for. And build a, right? br- and build and, and, a brand and, yes. you know, and is an engaging person recruiting the program just by his mere presence and you know likability and everything else who was the coach that that was like i don't know a distant assistant to billy donovan uh that was it matt 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 brown Brown. yeah listen matt brown super nice guy right super nice guy when i heard matt when i talked to matt brown off the off the air um even on the air i mean i heard cliches right i'm like Oh, he was out that of a, was a he was out of a, Rick, he was out of a job. That that's a guy who replaced Rick, replaced Rick Zavosa. Yes, and you know you talked to Rick, you were talking to a real guy, and he was realistic, and he didn't oversell it. People were drawn to him. His yeah, personality he, type you you couldn't help it but and, be drawn to him. And and nothing against Matt Brown because I don't want to villainize Matt Brown because he's not Rick Zavosic. but I did an interview. I think the first interview on air with him. In this town, we were out at a golf tournament somewhere, and he came out, and, and I talked to him, and he was a swell guy. And I, and you know, everybody walked away, and they go, "What do you think?" And I said, "Nice guy, he ain't gonna work." Well, and, well, I'll tell you what: doing a coach's show with Rich Devosic was one of the most enjoyable, yes, things I've ever done as a broadcaster. And doing a coach's show <laughs> with Matt Brown was one of the most difficult things I've ever done as a broadcaster. Yes, I, and I and I and I understand completely it's good, why. It's a good litmus test. Too. And Rick Zavosic, you know, would I remember the coaches show like first ten people to come up, right. he'd buy him a beer. I mean, right. he was out there out of his own pocket building the UMKC brand and generating excitement, and he had like eight thousand in the Muni mm-hmm. for a uh, game. My wife sang and, the national anthem that evening, yes, and, they, and they beat K yes. State so, by fifty. Fifty that team with English and right. yeah, and uh, yeah. Yep. It, it, and, and he had one against Oral Roberts where we had the house packed on an 8-10 night. I'll, we'll take some credit for, for it was 8-10 night, and we did some specials and everything. But we, they, people weren't going because the team sucked, and there was, there, was, there was juice and there was energy. That was happening again. And Donlin, maybe, you know, I, I don't want to compare the two of them because I think they're both, they both did a fantastic job, and neither one of them, um, you know, both of them should have been able to continue coaching the team. But – Billy Donlin was coming on the radio show, coming mm-hmm. on with Stephen and Nate in the morning, and really raising awareness of the team. And I sat and talked basketball with them, and I can tell you, the man, you know, there was no, you know, string of cliche after cliche after cliche. And, you know, he had a real plan. He, he knew the challenges. He, he knew how he wanted to attack the challenges. I mean, when he, they hired him, like, they finally got it right with this guy. I, I said that, and I feel 100% validated. 
I, I honestly yeah, don't they, know. They were completely doing. on an upward trend with him. I mean, this yes. is, this is, it's, it's really bad. And I would, I hope that we get to know more. I did an interview with him, a, a Kansas City profile. I spoke with him for, no, for over an hour right when he got the job. And I was completely impressed then. And he didn't do anything to let, let you down. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad. In, in full disclosure, Danny wanted to talk about this, and I'm really glad you did because um, I, I, I do not know what they're doing at UMKC. I, I don't know. They're going to be hard there. pressed to get anybody nearly as good. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't want to say that they can't, but I, I, I find it impossible to believe that there is a candidate sitting out there that you're like, we'll walk on this guy because I know this guy's better. You, they're going to go through a search, and they're going to find a guy that they think sounds pretty good. But I, there's no way. I, I guarantee you that, you know, Jay Wright's not walking through that door. There isn't going to be anyone that the UMKC fans and the UMKC alumni and the sponsors and everyone else goes, oh, yeah, clearly he's better. There's no way that will happen. Oh, and, and if I'm wrong, I'll be happy to admit I'm wrong. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be stunned also if – within the next couple of years, Billy Donlin is in the head coach somewhere else again. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a break, uh, do a little uh, Royals uh, with Danny when we come back. Danny Unleashed, brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Joe Spiker and his team, uh, great time to call Easton Roofing is right now because prices are going to be going up. The uh, cost of materials is going to be going up. Now, fortunately, Joe has secured a lot of the materials that they need. That means he's going to be able to hold the prices here into the uh, middle of next month. But uh, they are going to go up. Uh, you can call Joe right now. If you got any work you've been kind of putting off, don't. Call Joe at 913-257-5426. See him online at eastonroofing.com. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Joe Spiker, owner of Easton Roofing here. Well, it stormed. The last thing you want to mess with is dealing with it, but now you're stuck with dozens of people knocking on your door telling you everything they think you want to hear. Do not trust your biggest asset to a company that lies dormant until it storms, only to change their name and wither away after their substandard work is complete. Call Easton Roofing for a free roof evaluation, 913-257-5426. 913-257-5426. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Here in the program from Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thanks for uh, joining us. A little Danny Unleashed with Danny Klingscale brought to you by my good friends at Easton Roofing. Great time to call Easton Roofing is right now with uh, prices uh, headed up with the uh, issues on materials. Uh, no better time to call Easton Roofing and Joe Spiker right now, whether it's a repair or a new roof. If you've been putting it off, don't. Call 913-257-5426. See them online at eastonroofing.com. Uh, Danny is with us here in the uh, program. Danny, uh, are the Royals, this is kind of my question, it's the question I'm kicking around in my head, are they a pretty good team that's just playing clumsy baseball uh, right now that uh, we should commend them for making a number of mistakes but still being able to fight their way to 5-6, and six? or are they a bad baseball team that's lucky to be at 5-6 and six and they're going to get wrecked over these next 12 games where they play first-place teams? Right now, I'm leaning for the short term, as far as a start is concerned, to the latter. That they're pretty fortunate to be five and six. They're not hitting. They play 16 of their next 21 on the road. Most of those are against good teams. 
uh, I smell a rat here early in the season. Now, I don't think the Royals are a bad team. I think they've got some pieces and some abilities. But you can dig yourself another hole here, and then again the season will be one where you're just trying to swim upstream to create hope for the future. And uh, there's just too many years of that in a row now. And, you know, 31 runs in 11 games. It's just, it's dreadful. I mean, they are fortunate to be five and six. They scored. But is it, but are they five and six? Is that an indication that, and and you've already answered it, you know, to a degree, but couldn't you make a case that they're five and six because the bullpen's lights out, they can defend, they're athletic, um, and when they get good starting pitching, they can be kind of dangerous? Yeah. But, or is that like, oh yeah, you mean like every team? No, I I think that that's that's accurate. But then again, they've gotten lights out pitching result wise. Now you can argue, and I heard Jeff Passan talking about Zach Greinke and his lack of strikeouts, and I agree with him because I said it last week. But if you're in a position where you know, so th- wait those, a minute, those, those Jeff guys was agreeing with you, those guys, I guess he was, but uh, okay. you know, those guys are. Probably going to stumble a little bit here. You're not going to throw up one ERAs or two ERAs all along, and then I don't know if I have the hope that the rest of the rotation is going to be anything but building and trying to work through some things. Uh, this 21-game stretch is really big. Uh, I, I could see the Royals you know, really crapping in their hat here in this 21-game stretch. And then you know, the, the thing I, you always worry about is that people get – disengage before the weather even gets good you're acting you're you're watching a landscape where you're trying to decide whether it's actually meaningful baseball or not uh, i just steady the waters here and even go something like you know nine and twelve and i i think i'd be satisfied yeah no i i agree i mean it, it's it, it's a tough stretch um, you you love the bunting, right? You're a big oh, yeah, fan, of, fan, bunts, big fan right? of the bunting. I'm probably yeah. a slightly bigger fan of bunting than than many people, but that's you know not not a fan. Not that doesn't make me a fan. You mean the red, white, and blue stuff they put on the side on the stadium when they're in the playoffs? <laughs> that kind of bunting. Yeah, yeah I like that kind of. Bunting. That's good bunting. I, I I like that. Yeah, that means you're in the postseason. Uh, that's 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 outstanding bunting. I uh, listen. I I don't know. I I kind of agree with folks. Uh, I can't remember who I was listening to this morning. If it was, I think it was Bod. I think it might have been Mike McFarland. Mike McFarland was on. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying it was it was Mac, and he was saying that you know based upon the comments of Mike Matheny, Mike Matheny was saying I didn't call for the bud. He did that on his own. But but then what kind of ship are you running? Right. And like, also, and, you are you a man? You're you're a manager of of. You have to decide who you're managing. And have these guys earned anything yet? You just can't sort of give them the the right to be a 10-year veteran when they're not. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm optimistic. Uh, I'll remain optimistic, but uh, realism. And nobody was picking them to win 100 games. So, let's uh, let's all settle down. Danny, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We encourage everybody to go to dannyclinkscale.com. Check it out. Uh, Great, great information. dannyclinkscale.com. Every Friday here in the program brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Easton Roofing, the presenting sponsor of Kansas City Profiles at the Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Easton Roofing, 
where integrity matters. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.